Section 18 of Hidden Treasures. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Hidden Treasures by Harry A. Lewis. Section 18 George W. Childs. No one can read the life of George W. Childs without a feeling slowly coming over him that the possibilities of our country are indeed very great. Certain it is that when we see so many examples showing what has been done by poor boys from the farm, we are forced to exclaim that we live in a free country. Despite what some say, we reiterate, our country is free. George W. Childs, at the age of ten, became an errand boy in a bookstore in Baltimore. And after a period of over a year in the Navy, which he served later, he removed to Philadelphia and once more entered a bookstore, his natural calling. After four years' apprenticeship, when less than twenty, with his savings, he opened a small bookstore on his own account. Where there's a will, there's a way, so believed young Childs. He determined to one day be proprietor of the Philadelphia Public Ledger. Aim high that you may not strike low. How true that adage is. When you see a boy make up his mind to do something, if he makes his actions correspond with his words, you can rest assured that it will be done. Sickness may come, disappointments will follow, but all must be overcome. Jerome B. Rice determined to succeed in the seed business, but just as success seemed about to crown his efforts, that terrible disease, rheumatism, came and deformed him. He lost the entire use of his lower limbs, but his brain was spared, and his determination was unshaken. An invalid chair was bought. A colored man wheels him every morning to his office door, where loving hands gently lift him, chair and all, up the steps of the beautiful building now occupied and owned by Jerome B. Rice and Company. Nearly thirty years have passed, and Jerome B. Rice has not taken a step. But during that time, despite all obstacles, the firm of Jerome B. Rice and Company has become one of the leading seed-growing concerns of America. Young men with the same chance he had are apt to say, it's no use. We answer, where there's a will, there's a way. To think a thing impossible is to make it so. George W. Childs determined to own the public ledger. He determined to own the leading paper of the great city of Philadelphia. And he was a poor boy. Was this presumption? If it was, he has proved its practicability. If he was building an air castle, he has since placed a firm foundation under it. He labored hard in that little store of his. He built his own fires. He did his own sweeping. It was the same old story. He hired done nothing that he could himself do. He made some money, not very fast, but a good average profit, and he saved what he did earn. He mastered the publishing business, and he developed a marked business capacity in that line. A man usually fills the notch for which he is fitted, I was about to say. I will say that he fits himself to the notch which he does fill. Sometimes we see men in subordinate positions who apparently are capable of the best, but a careful study reveals a screw loose somewhere. There's a weak point, and invariably that point is the one thing which stands between them and victory. 
neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick and it giveth light to all that are in the house so said christ eighteen hundred years ago is it not so today as young childs had ability and it was apparent what matter it how old he was or where he came from all the world asks is what can he do the publishing firm of r e peterson and company sought his alliance and the firm of childs and peterson became known far and near do our readers call this luck he now became a successful publisher and seemingly his cup was running over so far as this world was concerned but it will be remembered that years ago he determined to own the public ledger provided he lived he was alive and his purpose still remained he was waiting and watching the ledger was a penny paper the war broke out stock went up the management was weakened by death and other complications the public ledger was losing nearly five hundred dollars every time it went to press the paper great as it was was losing three thousand dollars a week at the rate of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year now was mr child's chance in vain did friends entreat in vain did wise businessmen shake their heads mr childs felt that his time had come and he bought the paper paying for it nearly one hundred and fifty thousand dollars the new proprietor changed things the paper was made a two-cent issue and into the public ledger he now threw his whole soul there is a tide in the affairs of men which taken at the flood leads on to fortune it is even so he had purchased the ledger at the right time now not one man in a hundred can successfully edit a newspaper not one editor in twenty could edit the public ledger with success and yet mr childs is one man out of the hundreds he is the one editor out of that twenty he determined to publish only the truth all claim to do that but mr childs does it the paper grew and on the twentieth of june eighteen sixty seven the public ledger took possession of its new building this new building cost half a million of dollars and is one of the finest in the city at its formal opening many of the most distinguished men in the country were present mr childs has been largely instrumental in establishing a small city at wayne station he owns a large tract of land which he has divided into building lots of about an acre each anyone desiring a home can get one by paying one-third down and he has also furnished plans from which to select his ideal of a home the houses built from these plans cost from two thousand dollars to eight thousand dollars each mr childs and his partner mr drexel have expended about two million dollars exclusively for beautifying the city years ago mr childs told a gentleman that he meant to prove that a man could be at once liberal and successful as a man of business and the princely hospitality of this good man has demonstrated beyond doubt or contradiction its practicability dinners to newsboys and life insurance policies given to the wives of his employees such acts make up the history of his life the late chief justice of pennsylvania once said in a speech some men pursue military glory and spend their time and energies in the subjugation of nations caesar and napoleon may be named as types of this character 
but the tears and blood which follow violence and wrong maculate the pages of history on which their glory is recorded others erect splendid palaces for kingly residences and costly temples and edifices for the promotion of education and religion in accordance with their particular views but views of education and religion change and buildings waste away and whole cities like herculaneum and pompeii are buried in the earth others again win public regard by the construction of means of communications for the furtherance of commerce the canals railroads and telegraph are glorious specimens of their useful exertion for the public good but the marts of commerce change tyre and sidon and venice are no longer commercial centers the shores of the pacific are even now starting in a race against the great commercial emporium of our continent but mr childs has planted himself in the human heart and he will have his habitation there while man shall dwell upon earth he has laid the foundation of his monument upon universal benevolence its superstructure is composed of good and noble deeds its spire is the love of god which ascends to heaven such a monument is indeed a pyramid so wide and high that cheops stand in envy by is not that glorious success but if the name of george w childs was not a synonym for charity and philanthropy the fact that he has demonstrated beyond doubt the possibility of making a newspaper not only pure and clean but also proving that people will buy wholesome news as well as trash and thus refuting the opinion that the people are wholly responsible for the vile matter that is circulated ought alone to commend him to the world as a great benefactor worldly reasoners and great financiers wiseacres and successful editors prophesied its failure but what mattered this to george w childs when a boy he determined to one day own the public ledger he accomplished that when a man he determined to elevate the tone of a newspaper and thus prove the fallacy of the opinion that a newspaper must print all the news no matter what or else fail he has here also fulfilled his desires surely where there's a will there's a way End of section 18 George W. Childs